Hello, this is Tushta Krishna Das, and you're listening to ISKCON Denver podcast, where you can hear all of our classes and kirtans. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and share with others. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Shemate Bhakti Vedanta Swamanati Namine Namaste Saraswati Devi Gauravani Chate Devishesha Sanyavati Paschati Deshatarine Hare Krishna devotees Hare Krishna Mother Nidra Hare Krishna Prabhu My obeisances My obeisances also Hare Krishna so we are on Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 4, Chapter 8, Dhruva Maharaj Leaves Home, Text 59 through 60. So we'll do the word for word first. Evam thus, Kayena by the body. By the body. Manasa. Anasa by the mind, by the mind, Vachasa, Vachasa, by the words, by the words, Cha, Cha, also, also, Managatam, Managatam, simply by thinking of the Lord, simply by thinking of the Lord. Paricharyamana. Paricharyamana. Engaged in the devotional service. Engaged in the devotional service. Bhagavan. Bhagavan. The Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Supreme Personality of Godhead. Bhaktimat. Bhaktimat. According to the regulative principles of devotional service. According to the regulative principles of devotional service. Paricharyaya. Paricharyaya. By worshipping the Lord. By worshipping the Lord. Pumsam. Pumsam. Of the devotee. Of the devotee. Amayanam. Amayanam. Who is sincere and serious. Who is sincere and serious. Samyak. Samyak. Perfectly. Perfectly. Bajatam. Bajatam. Engaged in devotional service. Engaged in devotional service. Baba Vardhana. Baba Vardhana. The Lord who increases the ecstasy of the devotee. The Lord who increases the ecstasy of the devotee. Treya. Treya. Ultimate goal. Ultimate goal. Vishati. 
Ishati bestows. Bestows. Abhimatam. Abhimatam. Desire. Desire. Yat. 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 As they are. As, As they are. Dharma Adishu. Dharma. Dharma Adishu. Regarding spiritual life. Regarding spiritual life. And economic development. And economic development. Dehinam. Dehinam. Of the conditioned souls. Of the conditioned souls. Evam kayena manasa. Evam kayena manasa. Vajasacha manogatam. Vajasacha manogatam. Parichariya manobhagavan. Parichariya manobhagavan. Bhakti mat paricharyaya. Bhakti mat paricharyaya. Pumsam amayanan samyag. Pumsam amayanan samyag. Bajatam bhava vardana. Bajatam bhava vardana. Shreya dishatya bhimatam. Shreya dishati abhimatam. Yad Dharmadi Shudehinam Yad Dharmadi Shudehinam Evam Kayena Manasa Evam Kayena Manasa Vachasacha Manogatam Vachasacha Manogatam Parichariya Mano Bhagavan Parichariya Mano Bhagavan Bhakti Mat Paricharya Bhakti Mat Paricharya Pumsam Amayanam Samyak Pumsam Amayanam Samyak Vajitam Bhavartana Vajatam Bhava Vardana Shreya Dishati Abhimatam Shreya Dishati Abhimatam Yadharmadi Shudehinam Yadharmadi Shudehinam Evam Kayena Manasa Evam Kayena Manasa Vachasacha Manogatam Vachasacha Manogatam Richaria Mano Bhagavan Richaria Mano Bhagavan Bhaktimat Paricharya Bhaktimat Paricharya 
Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Srila Prabhupada, Jai. Anyone who thus engages in the devotional service of the Lord seriously and sincerely with his mind, words, and body, and who is fixed in the activities of the prescribed devotional methods is blessed by the Lord according to his desire. If the devotee desires material religiosity, economic development, sense gratification or liberation from the material world, he is awarded these results. So if you'd like to repeat, anyone who thus engages in devotional service of the Lord. Anyone who thus engages in the devotional service of the Lord. Seriously and sincerely. Seriously and sincerely. With his mind, words, and body. With his mind, words, and body. And who is fixed in the activities of the prescribed devotional methods. And who is fixed in the activities of the prescribed devotional methods. Is blessed by the Lord. Is blessed by the Lord. According to his desire. According to his desire. If a devotee desires material religiosity. If a devotee desires material religiosity. Economic development. Economic development. Sense gratification. Sense gratification. Or liberation from the material world or liberation from the material world he is awarded these results he is awarded these results and Srila Prabhupada's purport Kijai devotional service is so potent that one who renders devotional service can receive whatever he likes as a benediction from the supreme personality of Godhead. The conditioned souls are very much attached to the material world and thus by performing religious rites, they want the material benefits known as Dharma and Artha. Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prashtaya Bhutale Srimate Bhaktivedanta Swamiliti Namine Namaste Saraswati Devi Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Sanyavani Paschati Deshitarine 
Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shiva Siddhi Gaura Bhakti Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Om Gyanatyananda Yananjana Shavakaya Chakshur Unmilitam Jena Tazmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitana Manobishtam Stapitam Jena Bhutale Swayan Rupa Kadamayam Tirati Swaparantikam Hare Krishna. So this translation and purport explaining uh, our engagement in devotional service with uh, our mind and words and body and uh, our recent discussion of um, deity service serving the deities um, this reminds me of uh, the pastime that I started reading about in uh, Mumbai when uh, Srila Prabhupada and the devotees wanted to build a temple in Juhu. So to uh, engage in, in uh, building a temple, a temple project, um, engaging in, in deity service or establishing deities. One needs to be really serious, sincere, and be fully engaged with mind, words, and body so that uh, a wonderful temple and program for the deities can be established. So uh, Srila Prabhupada had a special desire to establish uh, Radharas Bihari in uh, Juhu land, Hare Krishna land. And his desire was to, to please their lordships, to give them their um, abode there so that these deities could give mercy to devotees all throughout the area and many of them not really manifesting themselves so-called as a, as a practicing devotees but like Prabhupada would say you know you scratch the surface of uh, the uh, person in India and you find ultimately a devotee there so uh, Prabhupada's desire was that um, this project be established and his motivation was of course pure. There were many who were involved in the, in the project who had kind of mixed motives you could say, uh, but they were so instrumental in helping uh, many different life members, many different um, people came forward and perhaps their desires for this uh, project were maybe more for religiosity or maybe even thinking of some kind of economic development coming out of it or whatever it was, you know, different motivations. 
And uh, Prabhupada's motivation really, of course, purely echoes uh, Krishna's words. And I was just thinking of a verse in the Bhagavad Gita in the ninth chapter where he's talking about Krishna speaking about this wonderful uh, way of engaging in uh, devotional service to engage the mind, etc. So this is 934. Manmanabhava madbhakto madhyaji mam namaskuru mam vaishyasyuktvaivam atmanam matparayana. Engage your mind always in thinking of me. Become my devotee. Offer obeisances to me and worship me. Being completely absorbed in me, surely you will come to me. So this whole uh, Juhu project and all the different projects you can say uh, around the world were created. Uh, Prabhupada wanted to see that people could engage their mind, their body, words, their wealth, their ideas, their talents, you know, and, and think of Krishna. Oh, we're doing this, you know, in Juhu, they're thinking, we're doing this for Radharasa Bihari. So at first, maybe not everybody was thinking, we're doing this for Radharasa Bihari. But um, there, there are different uh, varied um, motives and there are different ideas where um, maybe not as pure as uh, they would have liked them to have been, but the whole point was everyone was thinking, feeling, willing, engaging uh, their words, their body, their talents, their money in trying to establish this project. And this gave so much purification to, to the devotees there and so many people who were involved. And it gave them great absorption, especially because the project um, underwent so many different obstacles that uh, you couldn't help but be totally absorbed <laughs> one way or another. In fact, it was so sometimes devastatingly absorbing that some of the devotees wanted to just opt out <laughs> from the whole thing. It was getting so intense. But um, we can see that uh, Krishna says, engage your mind in thinking of me. And by doing this, you know, being engaged in these devotional methods and projects, then you actually do become gradually, gradually, a devotee of Krishna and you do worship him. So Prabhupada was thinking, we'll have a wonderful project. Everybody can worship Radharasa Bihari and be absorbed in, in an aspect of, um, of uh, their worship. And for some, maybe it was just uh, for them to um, get some piety or whatever it was. But uh, the point being was that how are you going to really, really fully engage mind, body, and words in this Kali Yuga and in a big city, you know, in big cities all over the world and this big city, Bombay, <laughs> at the time it was called. So, 
So we know that uh, Srila Prabhupada was uh, thinking in the future how to do this. And uh, I'll just read a little bit from Purport in uh, 12th chapter, text five. Uh, let's see. It is very difficult for the individual soul, that is, to simply theoretically understand that he is not the body. Therefore, the bhakti yoga accepts the deity of Krishna as worshipable because there is some bodily conception fixed in the mind, which can thus be applied. Of course, worship of the Supreme Personality of Godhead in his form within the temple is not idol worship. There is evidence in the Vedic literature that worship may be saguna or nirguna of the supreme possessing or not possessing attributes. Worship of the deity in the temple is saguna worship where the Lord is represented by material qualities. But the form of the Lord, though represented by material qualities such as stone, wood, or oil paint is not actually material. That is the absolute nature of the Supreme Lord. And then Prabhupada gives the famous um, example of um, mailboxes and how we have these um, letter boxes for posting mail and you cannot use any box for posting or, you know, an imitation box. It has to be an authorized box. And similarly, for um, representation in the deity form, the Archivigraha, it has to be an authorized representation. This Archivigraha is an incarnation of the Supreme Lord. God will accept service through that form. The Lord is omnipotent, all-powerful. Therefore, by his incarnation as Archivigraha, he can accept the services of the devotee just to make it convenient for the man in conditioned life. So, uh, so many people in the Mumbai area at the time were very, very wealthy. Uh, sometimes you read how uh, Bombay was the richest city in India. I don't know if it is still, <laughs> but so many wealthy people there and so many influential people, intelligent, um, but needing engagement. And, and Prabhupada saw Mumbai as a very, very important city, like so-called gateway to India. And he, he wanted to establish his um, office, you could say, he called it, in, uh, in Bombay. So to, uh, to get this land, and as you may know a little bit about the pastime, to uh, fight for it <laughs> with uh, the Mr. Nair, <laughs> who uh, was uh, quite demoniac and wound up leaving his body in the midst of the whole affair. <laughs> Prabhupada said he was praying for Lord Nisimhadev to, uh, to take him away. 
<laughs> because uh, he was in the way. <laughs> and, uh, and then Prabhupada would glorify the devotees who were working so hard and all the different life members to establish the project that, you know, oh, for this, you'll go back to Godhead and, uh, you know, no one will stay here except for Mr. Nair. <laughs> so um, this was an amazing project and Prabhupada did this throughout the world on different levels of uh, projects. As we can see, this big level of TOVP going up now in India and Mayapur. So, uh, so in Mumbai, many of the, uh, the people who were involved, their idea was, yes, uh, some uh, dharma, some religiosity coming out of this. So surely I will support this project because uh, I can become more pious or maybe even more wealthy. <laughs> Krishna will like double my wealth <laughs> if I... Um, engage in, in this project. And they had, they had a, a lot of faith in Prabhupada. At first, with um, the devotees coming to the area and starting the Pondal programs, um, there were so many rumors against them. And there were personalities, really demoniac, who were trying to um, defame the devotees and spreading um, bad press about them. And so a lot of people were wondering, you know, really what's going on here? And they didn't really have that conviction to engage in devotional service in this project at that particular time. And they were, they were thinking, oh, you know, maybe, maybe they are part of the CIA or whatever, or maybe they are just hippies and maybe they are dealing in drugs. But after time, with association with the devotees, they understood that this is a really serious thing that they're undergoing. They're undergoing such hardship. They left their wealth and their, you know, so-called first world country, and they came here and look how they're living. And they're trying to establish uh, at first this temporary temple for Radha Rasa Bihari. And the more they became involved and the more that they observed the devotional service, what the devotees were doing there, the more they saw the sincerity and seriousness of it. Just like Prabhupada um, translating this here in the text, um, who anyone who engages in uh, devotional service of the Lord seriously and sincerely and that's exactly how the people who were um, intelligent enough to see, they could appreciate the sincerity and the seriousness of the devotees there. And they began to become supporters. And in that way, they were engaging more and more. Um, many of them just thought, let me help the devotees. Others were more like, well, you know, this is our Hindu Dharma and, uh, and we need to establish um, the rights of the deities, you know, to stay here. And so different ideas that they had, but they were um, wanting to engage in service. 
And, and why? Well, they had such an, a powerful example in Srila Prabhupada and the devotees themselves. And they would hear from Prabhupada when he would speak at the Pondal programs. <clears throat> and um, in fact, sometimes the kirtans that they would have for these programs were so ecstatic that the, the people, the local people, maybe sometimes as many as 20,000 would be mostly all, you know, chanting and dancing and many of them crying and just feeling, you know, this amazing revival of Krishna consciousness. And many of them not even knowing really about Lord Chaitanya. Oh, Lord Chaitanya, maybe he was a saint or maybe they never even heard of him. But the devotees were trying in, in the Juhu activities and these programs um, to give the people the understanding of, of Lord Chaitanya and, and show them that this is uh, the mission, you know, for Kali Yuga. And so uh, even the mayor of Bombay, he, he wrote a wonderful letter to Srila Prabhupada and he, he was expressing, you know, how this is you know, spreading Lord Chaitanya's mission around the world. And um, so there were uh, many who were beginning to really understand uh, if they hadn't already, how significant this was and what an opportunity it was giving to them to, uh, to be able to engage in devotional service. And um, so, uh, like Prabhupada's saying here in the translation of the, the verse, um, if it, a devotee desires material religiosity, economic development, sense gratification, or liberation from the material world, he is awarded these results. So there were uh, many, many people um, involved in the project who had these different ideas, what they wanted. You know, maybe it was moksha in the end, <laughs> because uh, um, like Giraj Maharaj was explaining that many of them were kind of, you know, tinged, or more than tinged by Mayavad philosophy and personalism. But still, they were being engaged and gradually a lot of this impersonal um, understanding that they had became purified. So at first, maybe they were thinking, yeah, you know, let me help Swamiji, I'll be liberated or, or I'll be dharmic. And uh, maybe, you know, my company will do better because everyone will see how charitable I am. Or maybe they just thought, mm, you know, Swamiji is really a wonderful personality. Let's, let's just help. And so there were all different kinds of ideas of why they wanted to do service and why they wanted to establish this project for Radharasti Hari. And um, one of the uh, big heroes, <laughs> look at everybody was a hero in this, except for those who were against it. But um, there's a, an amazing uh, account of um, how the devotees, in order to um, keep their position on the land after the demolition, there was a, a huge demolition, a legal demolition of the 
part of the temporary temple, which became a big outrage for most people. Some people were so shocked that this was going on in India. And even uh, Prabhupada talked to George Harrison about it. And he said, well, you would think that maybe, you know, something like that would happen in the West, but in India? <laughs> and so, so it was just so shocking to so many people that this had happened. And many of the life members and neighbors and supporters, they were so horrified by this demolition by the municipal government and police involved that um, this whole mess <laughs> where, you know, nobody kind of knew what these devotees were doing and there was bad press against them and it seemed like, you know, they weren't going to get support, but this, this demolition brought people around. They sympathized with the devotees. They saw what was going on. Some of the um, organizers of the Hindu organizations were so upset. They said, this is going on in India, you know, against our Hindu culture. And then others would say, what will happen to the individual and his properties? If it goes on here, it could happen anywhere. Anyone's property could be just demolished. This is, you know, for human rights. <laughs> so they were really rallying the forces around the devotees. And the whole big demolition mess became um, a whole big benediction for the devotees. And at one point after the demolition, you know, they were going to try to um, knock off the devotees off the land because they, you know, didn't has supposedly have a proper structure. So what happened was um, they decided, wow, we have to have a proper structure. How are we gonna do this in one night? You know, you just can't get cement and, and different act, um, materials very easily in India at that time. You would need permits and this and that. But one of their supporters, Mr. Sethi, who had his own construction, um, company. He was able to uh, obtain all the necessary materials from his own uh, company. And within the night, with all the rain pouring down and everything happening, people coming and threatening them. <laughs> and Mr. Sethi, you know, he, he wouldn't take the threats. He told his son, you go, you get rifle and pistol. And we're going to protect these deities and this land. So Prabhupada talked about Mr. Sethi saying, he's a Chatriya. <laughs> he said he was in the Pakistan, in India, Pakistan war. <laughs> And he was like a heroic Kshatriya, you know, with his sword and everything in the war. And so there he was, you know, his son with a pistol in one arm, and Mr. Sethi with a rifle and, and doing, you know, the construction all night long under the rain. And Mr. Sethi was saying, you yeah, know, it doesn't matter. 
Indra poured down rain on, on Govardhan Hill and the inhabitants of Vrindavan, that won't stop me. <laughs> I'm doing this for Krishna. And so all night long they built and they, you know, and any threateners or gundas who would come by, they would say, and he would say, you cross that land and we'll shoot. <laughs> and so, uh, uh, of course, he's doing this in the mood of Arjuna. Prabhupada said it was Krishna conscious because he was doing it for Krishna, a chatriya for Krishna. So then, by morning, the temporary structure was completed and they had Mongol Arti. <laughs> so that's kind of where I am in the, in the book. It's like a transcendental thriller. So um, the reason I wanted to bring up the pastime was because this wonderful project and the many, many wonderful projects that have happened and are still ha going to happen in, uh, in this world for Krishna consciousness are a way to help us think, feel, and will engage in Krishna's service. Even like some of these people, you know, very much impersonalists, Giriraj Maharaj said, but still, they became so purified. Some became the initiated devotees and, and, you know, just heartfelt serving the project and the deities. And in this way, being so blessed. Maybe they, they had all different kinds of motivations and desires, but they were blessed by Krishna. And those devotees who, who held on and you know, served so heroically, then uh, Prabhupada blessed them. You know, you're going back to Godhead. <laughs> and the one Pujari, the, the one lady um, Pujari, who these uh, gundas, these municipal workers, they, uh, they saw her standing in front of the temporary temple that they were demolishing and she wouldn't move. And, uh, and so then they just, pulled her and she was holding on to the steel, um, you know, uh, whatever, poles. And, and they're pulling her and pulling her and pulling her. And she, and then finally they, they pull her away. They're like smashing her on the elbow and pulling her away because she's trying to protect the deeds. And, uh, and they just pull her and drag her across the field and the onlookers, the neighbors and others, they were horrified. Others who were demoniac were laughing. And, um, but Prabhupada said, you know, she being like dropity, you know, she was just like kicking and screaming, you know, uh, because she was trying to save Radharas Bihari. And uh, Prabhupada said, she will, go back to Godhead, she will be kicking and screaming, going, she will go back to Godhead. <laughs> so, so therefore, uh, seriously and sincerely, we get these opportunities to serve. So uh, I think I'll stop here, if anyone has anything they'd like to add or ask. Nidra uh, Mataji, um, I have a question, but if a senior devotee wants to go first, I can like... Uh, go ahead and ask Prabhu. 
Okay, so uh, Madanidra, um, please accept my humble obeisances, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you for your most inspiring, amazing class. And uh, before I, I ask my question, I need to report to you that when Giriraj Maharaj was a GDC for Portugal, I was there giving him personal service. And I know that he, he was one, one of the, the, the one of the personal servants of Srila Prabhupada who gave um, strength and development to uh, East Kongju uh, to become established. And because, uh, maybe because of this personal service, uh, Giriraj Maharaj is giving me such, such a mercy that now I am here get, getting the blessings of such a class like the class you just gave to us. Thank you very much. Um, uh, Mataji, my question is related to the purport, to the, to the translation. And um, uh, yes, in, in, in the, in the, and I quote from the translation. If a devotee desires material religiosity, economic development, sense gratification, or liberation from the material world, he is awarded these results, end quote. And in the purport, uh, Srila Prabhupada writes, and I quote, uh, devotional service is so potent that one, who renders devotional service can receive whatever he likes as a benediction from the Supreme Personality of Godhead." End quote. And uh, as a brief introduction to my question, I need to tell you uh, the following. Reading from, from uh, this small pocket book uh, entitled The Twelve Mahajans, uh, and because of your class, and I'm reading from this book because uh, your class inspired inspired me to do as such. I need to I need to bring to you from the chapter. Oh my God! Um, yes, entitled Prahlad Maharaj. Uh, as as you know, he is one of the twelve Mahajans, and in in this chapter related to Prahlad Maharaj. Uh, that there is the following, and I quote, um, to reward Hiranyakashipu for his austerities, uh, Lord Brahma appeared before him and asked him to take a benediction. Hiranyakashipu prayed, oh Lord, please give me the benediction that I can become immortal. Lord Brahma replied, this is impossible. Anyone who takes birth has to die, even me. So, and I went, I, I end the quotes from this uh, uh, pocketbook to, to ask you my question. And, and it is as follows. Um, Mataji, personally, I am interested in becoming immortal. But what I see in relation to Lord Brahma to whom I owe uh, um, uh, um, reverence and, and, and service also, 
from Lord Brahma, I, I, I will not get uh, immortality because he didn't give it to, to Hiranyakashipu, even after all the austerities uh, Hiranyakashipu performed. But in the verse chosen for today, we see that if we serve Lord Krishna, he will reward us with all the material, uh, with the fulfillment of all our material desires. So my question is, is it that if my, my, my desire is to become immortal, uh, if I serve Lord Krishna, he will re reward me with immortality? Uh, yes, because uh, our service to Krishna is eternal, since we're eternal part and parcels of the Lord. So uh, serving Krishna means uh, understanding who we are and who's Krishna. Krishna is eternal. Um, we are parts and parcels eternal as well. And uh, the relationship with him is eternal service. So uh, everything ultimately is on the eternal plane, the uh, plane of immortality. Of course, at first, someone's motivation to worship may not be very pure. I would like to be immortal to you know, be great or um, powerful. So, uh, but, if one continues to worship Krishna one way or another, um, then these types of motivations become purified and um, actual uh, immortality is inevitable for one who um, worships um, Krishna in time. It could take quite some time, but we can even see with Haranyakashipu that um, is a special situation, but it does show the example of um, how uh, he looks for benedictions with the wrong motivations. And um, he eventually, of course, becomes back again, his immortal self uh, in Vaikuntha. So it does show us this example that one way or another, if you're on Krishna's side, then um, it's an eternal, um, relationship, actual mortal, immortality. Uh, uh, Mother Nidra, thank you very, very, very much for your uh, uh, wonderful and cl clarifying answer. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, thank you very much. You're welcome. Anyone else have anything to add? If not, we can uh, end here. It's a little early, unless uh, there's anything else. Brinda uh, Sundari Devi. Oh, there's Nandasuno Prabhu. Do you have uh, anything to add, Prabhu? Yeah, Mother Nidra, I was just appreciating, or maybe, yeah, anyway, I was just appreciating that devotional service isn't all or nothing. Like, it's not that we have to become a pure devotee immediately. We may still have some material baggage or desires that are still we're still kind of hanging on to, but Krishna is merciful enough to allow us to serve Him anyway and get the 
you know, gradually cleanse ourselves to the point um, while staying under the shelter of his representative, gradually cleanse ourselves and uh, get to the point where we're actually pure. Yes, thank you. We can see that uh, there's some sincerity and seriousness for someone who sticks it out, you know? Like here it's explained that um, if we engage with some degree of seriousness and sincerity, even though we're still carrying the baggage, then uh, we'll be blessed um, according to uh, our desires and then uh, ultimately blessed by um, Krishna's desire to have us back home, back to Godhead. Wow. So yeah, a lot of patience and confidence needed as Rupa Goswami advises us to uh, mm -hmm. practice with all patience, all confidence that this will uh, fructify like that. Yeah, thanks so much, Prabhu. Thank you. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Okay, if nothing else, then uh, we can end here. So all glories to our beloved deities, Sri Sharada Govinda, all glories to Srila Prabhupada and Srimad Bhagavatam. All glories to all the devotees. Hare Krishna. Uh, again, directly from the temple room, East Camp Denver. Thank you very much. <laughs> amazing, amazing. This is a matchless gift. <laughs> this is too much. This is the, the best, the very best of the very best. Thank you very much. Ah, the very best. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> okay.